Hi, it's Sarah Becker. It's July 15th. Let's start our Better Talks Money News with a student loan forgiveness update. So as we know, a couple of weeks ago, the Supreme Court struck down President Biden's plan to forgive 40 million Americans up to $20,000 in student loan debt. The Biden administration is now trying to tackle this in other ways, including a $39 billion amount in relief directly from the Department of Education. Over 800,000 borrowers will have their loans forgiven after the department audited and fixed discrepancies in their income-driven repayment plans for federal student loans. So basically, these repayment plans have base payments on a borrower's income and family size, does not matter how much debt they actually owe, right? It's just based on how much money are you making and then how many people are you providing for. Then after you pay that minimum payment for 20 to 25 years, depending on the plan, the remaining balance is wiped, okay? You're done. You've paid what you needed to pay. But organizational issues within the system and some incorrect data has kept all of that forgiveness from happening for everyone who has reached the benchmark until now. This is just the first next step for Biden who said, quote, I'm never going to stop fighting for you. We'll use every tool at our disposal to get you the student debt relief you need and reach your dreams. It's good for the economy and it's good for the country. The Screen Actors Guild joined the writer's strike on Thursday after failed negotiations with the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers. So this is the first tandem strike since 1960. And while on strike, actors will not promote their projects in any way by making appearances or even posting about their movies and TV shows on social media. The strike was announced right as the premiere for a very anticipated summer film, Oppenheimer, was beginning, and the actors literally left the red carpet and did not attend the premiere. Now, negotiations started last month, and there are some huge unresolved issues, including the use of AI and residuals for streaming. The AMPTP's proposal for AI would mean that background actors could be and would be scanned over the course of one day, like their body, you know, face all scanned and paid for just that one day. But then their likeness would be owned and used by the studio in perpetuity, okay? To be clear, the average background actor already makes less than $40,000 a year. There are also huge issues with streaming services like Netflix paying little to no residuals to actors. As the head of SAG for Indresser said, quote, you cannot change the business model as much as it has changed and not expect the contract to change too. However, an unnamed studio executive said that they're prepared to let the strike go until members of both unions lose their homes and are so beaten down they must comply with the AMPTP's preferred contract terms. That is disgusting. Many actors have taken to TikTok to support the strike and also to literally show their insanely low residual checks as proof that something needs to change. Sean Gunn, known for his role as Kirk in Gilmore Girls and more recently in Guardians of the Galaxy, went viral on TikTok slamming Disney CEO Bob Iger for making 400 times more than the lowest paid employee at Disney. Gunn also mentioned he sees little to no residuals from Gilmore Girls, one of Netflix's most streamed shows. Something has to change and I hope the strike is successful. Amazon Prime Day, or rather Days, was the company's biggest ever with over 375 million products sold. Sales reached $12.7 billion, which is up from $11.9 billion in 2022. And I know these numbers all feel fake, like it just feels like a number word salad, but that is nearly $1 billion more than last year. $800 million more dollars were spent. That is just wild. 
I stayed off Instagram for the most part on Prime Day because I didn't want to be tempted to buy things from Jeff Bezos and, you know, everyone shares like what they're buying and stuff. But I did end up spending $60 total, uh, $40 on a giant dog bed for my giant Doberman, Cora, that was quite literally 80% off. I also bought my favorite hair oil, which was down from $10 to $7. I mean, every dollar counts. And also, this is going to make me sound like I'm old, but the magnesium supplement I've been taking to help sleep, which really does seem to be working was 50% off, grabbed a bottle of that. So I'm feeling really practical that these were my only purchases. I definitely bought more last year because it was our first summer at the Vermont house. And I definitely bought some like household goods. I think I bought a vacuum cleaner, that kind of stuff. This year's Prime Day saw appliances and home goods were more popular than electronics, which honestly does not surprise me. Maybe again, it's just entering my 30s. Or maybe it's because we've spent a few years pretty much stuck at home or all the above. But anecdotally, like both myself and my social circle definitely appear to be focusing more inward with purchases and buying things that we'll see and use every day versus fun recreational items. However, the single best-selling product was the Fire TV Stick with the Alexa voice remote, which was 58% off, down to $17 from $39. Another interesting tidbit that I need to learn more about is that the Buy Now, Pay Later program, which is within Amazon, Amazon funds it, was also utilized more than ever on Prime Day, accounting for about 6% of sales both days, up 21% from last year. All right, that is this week's money news. I'll see you next week.